Get yourself some sandbags or some weight vests or some cool fitness apparel at freedomstrength.us. Go to freedomstrength.us. When you make your purchase, use the discount code SMN10 to receive your discount. This meeting is being recorded. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, my very special guest is Billy Jean at Soul Thing oh, bleh, at Soul Finger Mace on Instagram. Uh, Billy, what's up? How are you today? Hello. Hello. Good morning, Fred. How are you? I'm great. And um, you know, we're gonna talk today about how you train with the mace. And I'm really excited about this because when I met you at the Rick Brown seminar at Marshall Strength Training Academy here in New Jersey, um, we talked a little bit about it. And then I and then I touched base with you the other day. Uh, you were pointing out your traps were popping, right? You got yeah. some muscles popping, right? <laughs> and uh, you're you know you're I I trained right side by side with you. You're a good mover. You're in good shape. Uh, you're an athlete. And I was fascinated by this topic, and and I will hope to have you just explain it to us. Like, how do you? You're, so you're saying to me that your uh, body has changed from powerlifter type to where you're at now, uh, ripped, athletic, lean, and mean, strong, and it's all just because of training with a mace. It is 99.999% with the mace. And I am living proof of like, I have actual photos of my body changing um, from when I thought I was at the peak of performance when I was a power lifter to how I look now, it's night and day, completely night and day. How do people access these, the proof of your uh, photos oh. here? I will, I'll, I'll absolutely send them to you. I have, I have, I'm like, my Instagram goes on for years. So like, if you go deep down in there, you'll find the powerlifting side of me. But um, I look like, I, <laughs> like back when I look at pictures now, the difference three, four years now, I look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I was like an actual, like a strong man, just really, really huge. I never had any cuts or any definition or anything like that. And I just assumed that's just how it would be. You know, that's just what my body type was. And, um, you know, roller coaster, roller coaster. We ended up with the mace, and I'm just noticing little by little after a while, like, hey, what's what's that? You know, little shadows. I'm sitting, and I'm like, this is all new. I never knew I could have biceps. That's why I was pointing out my traps in that video because I never had that before. All my years posting. That's crazy. And I did see videos of you um, posted, I guess, on Facebook or I know I follow you on both Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were doing your powerlifting. And, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw what you looked like. You looked great. Yeah. You looked great. You didn't look like you were like, uh, eating sandwiches while you were working yeah. out. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. yeah had I a looked different build. You, and I can't believe usually a person has one mode that they're good at. Like, yeah, I was never much of a power lifter, but I'm a good bodybuilder or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it seems like you have that versatility. Like you could operate in that mode, build up a frame, handle a ton of weight, or you could be like, nah, screw that. I'm going to get ripped. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, people would love to have that kind of uh, adaptive response to training. 
Yeah, it was it was it was not even like of my doing. It was because the gyms shut down. And I didn't have like I have some equipment at my home, but I did not have like an elephant bar and 45 pound plates and, oh, yeah. you know, things like I needed to power lift. I had, you know, just small apparatus training. So the gyms closed and like within one week of the gyms closing and I couldn't power lift. I was like going through the motions like I was like, like on death watch. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I haven't lifted in a week and I don't know what to do. So now it's two weeks and three weeks. I'm like, OK, I'm going to have to like I'm going to use your word. I'm going to have to adapt. There's something I have to do. So I go in my backyard and then just open my garage. I'm like, hmm, there's no powerlifting equipment in here. I have nothing heavy enough to lift. But I looked around and said, hey, I got some kettlebells down there. I got a sandbag. I got a pull-up, you know, bar. I said, okay, well, functional training, here we go. Bodyweight training, here we go. This is me now. And then that's how I started. And how I um discovered the mace was I was, you know, I had the kettlebells in my home. So I said, well, I might as well get some kettlebell training then. If I'm going to do anything, I'm going to go ahead and do it properly. So I go online, I type in kettlebell workouts and then scrolling through the kettlebell workouts and I see this guy working with the mace. So I scroll, you know, right my past. I said, wait a minute, what was that? Went back down, I looked at it and I was like, what the hell is that thing? You know, he had the mace. Never seen it before. And I was like, well, what is that? You know, and he was doing all these, these cool moves and it looked kind of like karate. And I was like, well, wait a minute. That looks fun. So inbox him three years later here we are okay so that was was such a different experience in the the, the mace community versus the powerlifting community it's i could write a book about it (laughs) maybe you should so was that was that leo savage that you're talking about well that was um a man named stevie mcfly just call me mcfly he's um some dude in in canada but I asked him, you know, where did you learn that? And he gave me Steel Maze Flow. Okay. And All right. he gave me Diary. So Diary of a Fitness Junkie was his, I guess, liaison, his person. So I went to her. Oh. And that's how I found Leo. And and just as you mentioned Leo, I was like, oh, okay, so this is the creator of this thing here. I'll never be able to get his attention and ask him a question. So I, let me just shoot him an inbox anyway. Hey, I like that thing you're doing. What's it called? Maybe 10 minutes later, not only do I have a message, I have a video of him pointing to me how to do that. And, oh, if you have any more questions, I'm like, what? I'm like, these people are so open and willing to help. You know, when I was a power lifter, I would ask someone for advice. And no one's giving any of the secrets away. Everyone's in competition with everyone. No one wants to see you win or lift better or improve your form. They want you to crash and burn. But in the Mace community, it was like they want you to learn. He wants me to do these moves. And he wants me to have the information that he has and be as good as he is and be as good as I can be. So I was immediately, I just fell in love immediately because of the brotherhood and the community aspect of it. How everyone just welcomed me in as a newbie. You know, um, everyone's doing this for years and years and years. And here I am, don't even know what a Mace is. And everyone just welcomed me in with open arms. And if you need help, we're here. And I was just so motivated. And I was powerlifting goodbye. And I just turned, and here I am. Never look back. That's wild, man. That is awesome. So I got so many questions. I I consider you uh, a very important, okay? You're an important person because you transitioned from powerlifting to this. And, of course, your body changed. And, and, and yes, maybe you can't deadlift what you used to deadlift. I don't know. Maybe you can, no, you know? Absolutely um, not. Right. <laughs> I mean, I used to do the heavy deadlifting stuff. I still like to deadlift, but I don't go heavy anymore. Um, I just consider weight that is, you know, what I need to do to do my job on the fire department, right? And just be healthy. But um, 
Yeah, so this is important because I bet you there's a lot of people out there as the steel mace, uh, steel clubs, you know, rotational strength training, whatever we want to call it, as that continues to percolate and people, more people come on board. You know, as coaches, we want to re reach out to power lifters and bodybuilders and people like that. You know, and maybe not necessarily to have them just drop what they're doing and just become a steel mace head, but <laughs> maybe yeah. they could add it in. Now, yeah. I always said a power lifter, especially somebody who's doing a lot of heavy pressing exercises, isn't steel mace and steel club the the antithesis, or maybe that's not the right word. Uh, wouldn't it be the the agonist to um, that type of training? In other words, like you're doing all this compression on your shoulders and stuff. Exactly. Isn't exactly. swinging go to sleepymonkeytrainingacademy.com to turn your pain into power? Helpful? Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, if I would have known about the mace when I was powerlifting, I wouldn't have gotten that shoulder injury I got doing um, the snatches. That's why I gave up the um, the snatch and the clean and jerk because I threw my shoulder out, you know, throwing the barbell up overhead. My shoulder's not used to that movement. And it just went went left. In six months, I couldn't even lift my arm over my head. Now, had I had the mace integrating that training there, that would have helped my recovery and it would have strengthened my shoulder. I would probably have a really decent snatch right now. Okay. You know? Wait a minute. Now let's just pause on that note because, um, well, let's just set the premise here. We don't really have any research done. Okay. We're not, you know, we have research on, you know, what, um, leg extensions and squats do for us. We know it builds muscle. We know all that stuff. We, they've done studies. Nobody's mm -hmm. doing studies on mace, right? No. We are the study. We are yeah. the experiment. We're talking we about are, it. Right we now. are patient zero. We are literally yes. patient zero. Patient zero. Exactly. I like that. Yes. So mm -hmm. with recovering a shoulder injury, you know I just recovered one from my snowboarding accident, and I know mm -hmm. doing rotational movements helped it. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No proof. There's no proof except for mm -hmm. me, and I'm just saying it. I want to know from your mouth now how you think – after suffering that injury that occurred from doing uh, snatches, mm -hmm. how do you think uh, clubs and mace would have worked for you in that department? It, it, it would have definitely. It would have been. It would have um, helped insulate my shoulder, secure my shoulder. Had I been doing those movements before, that injury might not have been so severe. And even if I did get injured, I may have been able to come back quicker. I would already have that foundation. So, um, and, and, and another example of um, the, um, the injury um, healing aspect of the mace rotational training, I injured myself with the mace when I first started because I was being a meathead, trying to go super heavy, hurt my elbow, did rotational training on it, and it came back a lot quicker than my shoulder injury did with me just doing, you know, what you see people doing in the gym, you know, you take the, your, you know, the little bands and you just do, I'm doing rotator cuff exercise. That's going to take a year compared to a few months of with the maze and even just the warm-up exercises that I started learning how to do. I do that before every training, the in and out circles. I made a world of difference and there should be some type of research on that. Like someone who's a little bit more into the scientific side of it. Like I know anatomy enough, but I know I don't know enough to put it to paper. I can spit it out and say, it helped me good. Is that, you know, that's the best I can translate it. But there definitely needs to be some sort of study. Like you, like you said, you are an example. I'm an example. We have many examples. Many, it many. Works. 
it works. So now we need to just get this data. Like we have the em empirical data. We are the anecdotal data. We have it. So we just need to get it out there. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, that, that's, that's the, one of the driving missions here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I think I talked to you about this when I saw you, Rick Brown, I was pissed because I get, you know, things tick me off. I don't get, you know, I don't lose my mind, you know, but I'm, I'm a Jersey dude. Right. But mm -hmm. people talk such shit, man. And it's like, I just had guys at the firehouse the other day, like, oh, in 20 years, your shoulders are going to be wrecked. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and, and so I asked this question and it's a joke. It's an ongoing thing of the show. It's the theme of the show. I should rename the podcast or, you know, how to wreck your shoulders. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, there you go. But my question is, how long have you been doing rotational movements with Mason clubs for now? And how badly damaged have, have you made your shoulders? Um, oh my God. In three years I've been doing Mason. Oh, I can hardly move. You hear that clicking? No, it's, it's actually to the point where I was just thinking of the movements I can do now. Like, I'm at work sometimes and like things happen on the job. Like I have a ladder that has wheels. So it started rolling away from me. So I reached behind my body, grabbed the, the ladder and pulled it in front of me, you know, all with one shoulder rotation movement. I'm like, man, I am great with mobility. I'm like, did you see how I stopped that? that and I just moved it. And I was thinking of if I had my mace in my hand and I was swinging it, this is the same movement I would have done. I would have landed on my shoulder. That was a, a, would have been an uppercut. So I just did that same movement. I was like, wow, that would have tore someone else's shoulder apart trying to catch a rolling ladder from behind and, you know, swing it to the front. And it went one arm and still holding my other thing. I'm like, man, the mace has made my activity, my ADLs, my activities of daily living, it just a million times better where I'm constantly moving my arms up and down and you know, I'm doing this all day. I'm like, wow, man, yeah. I should have been, I used to be so stiff. I didn't even realize it because I used to work in two planes, you know, never transverse sagittal frontal. That's all I was at. I never rotated at all, you know, and that, that movement is almost more important to have because that's how, where the injuries happen. Like when you're a baseball player, you injure yourself trying to do that quick stop and turn those, those, um, yeah, movements. You hurt yourself doing those rotational movements. You hurt yourself turning and throwing the ball. That's where you hurt yourself moving and trying to stop and start. So you need that rotational in the upper and lower body. And Mace is, um, yeah, that's yeah. the number one thing. Mace yeah, loves. so it's the same thing that I noticed with injuries on the fire ground. Uh, guys get hurt when, you know, a, something quick happens and, and they go a little bit outside their comfort zone right they go a little exactly. bit outside where they're they're moving in and um yeah i mean if, uh, even a person who's a avid cyclist um who you know is super healthy has great cardiovascular um you know endurance and everything and you know you you're moving a, a heavy box with a guy like that and and he kind of mm -hmm. trips and falls, stumbles a little bit and then he messes up his acl and his knee yeah. it's like oh, there you go Right, because you went outside that that comfort zone. Now, you yeah, probably, I when you pulled the ladder, you also engaged your core properly, right? Exactly. And my body, I didn't even think of it because it happened in a split second. So that CNS took over, yeah. and my body said, "Wait, wait, tighten up here, lock up here, hold that there, tighten it, grip, 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 and pull." I did it, and I was like, I didn't even think to do that. I just didn't want the ladder to roll too far. So, oh wait, stop it! And I was like, "Wow, that happened. That was almost instinct." You know, and like you said, you trip and stumble. Yeah. I've done that. I've stumbled and I've landed in a side lunge. I'm like, yeah. like a cat. Like I was like, like that almost looked like I did on purpose. I'm like, 
And, you know, my heart was beating. I'm like, oh my God, I could have fell. It took my 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 knee out, but my body said, nope, nope, nope. It landed and parked. And I just like felt like a cat. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Go to adxclub.com to purchase a steel mace or a steel club that's adjustable, made right here in the United States. That's crazy. And I'm like, I get all of that fast reaction time from the mace because, you know, that that thing is flying, that momentum, that thing is coming at you fast. Even with the kettlebell, you have to be ready and you have to make adjustments. If you miss your grip a little bit, that thing is coming at you. You have to be ready all times and your whole body has to react. Like you said, engage your core. You, you start, you get your feet grounded into the, the earth. I plant my feet in, you know, it, it, it's, it's full body, head to toe. Yeah. And I, and, you know, I do people, a lot of people laugh at me, but like when I do show them the pictures, then that's when I go, hmm. How much again is that mace? You know, oh, now you're interested. And when you see those before and after pictures, you know, when you see me doing full freehand pull-ups, especially women, when they see me doing freehand pull-ups, they're like, oh my God, how did you learn to do pull-ups? I'm like, I didn't. I just got that strong doing the mace. And just said, let me try pull-ups. Oh shit, I can do them. Okay. Didn't so me. you're not you're not uh training pull-ups? They they're not part of your daily I, I do them. I, I actually do them um, once a week now. I do pull-ups. That's it, just um, once do, a week. I do, yeah, I do. Um, when I do um, a heavy swing day, so I'll do one-minute mace, drop it down, 10 pull-ups. Okay. One-minute mace, drop it down, 10 pull-ups. I'll do that. I'm going to do that today, even though the allergies are going to kill me, but I'm going to put my, my bandana on, go out there, and just get my pull-ups in, and then run back in the house and finish working out. But yeah, I do I do train pull-ups, push-ups. I'm, I'm addicted to the body weight. I'm addicted to doing the more manly exercises you know i don't do any of the little girly glute kickbacks and things like that no 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 i'm flipping tires down the street you know yeah. i'm throwing sandbags over my shoulder yeah the warrior so, shit that's what you're doing it's not manly it's warrior shit you're yeah, a warrior that's it i'm so glad you corrected me on that there yeah you Absolutely. look like you look like a warrior you move like a warrior you 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 know i if i had to go into battle i i'm like yeah i would go into battle with, with you no problem yeah I'd let I, you go I, first, I, though, so they, they kill you and I can run away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll distract them. I'll, I'll, they can't catch both of us. Um, yeah, I'm like that mostly because when I was little, I was very sickly and asthma. You can see I have the allergies. I have a lot of little, the little skinny girl, plastic bubble illnesses. illnesses. I'm allergic to this. I'm allergic to dust and flowers and cats and dogs. So I have to be very, you know, everywhere I go, there's just something that can harm me. Dairy food harms me, you know. So I've always, my father always kept me in a little plastic bubble, but I'm in my head, I'm like, no, I can do it. You know, I want to do cheerleading. No, she's going to get hurt. I'm like, no, I can do it. I know I can do it. I want to do karate. All my brothers got to do ninjutsu. I can do it. No, she's going to have an asthma attack. So as soon as I got out there, like on my 18th birthday, I'm like, I'm going skydiving. I'm going to do all the dangerous stuff, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, I'm going to start, when I start working out, I said, I'm not going to just do working out. I'm going to do powerlifting. I'm lifting that barbell over my head. I'm going to do pull-ups, push-ups. And then the mace was just, it just when it started calling me, I was like, oh, I need that. And I started following Exit Comfort Zone, that big guy, with the you know, <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's what I need in my life, that type of energy. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, bring yeah. on my inner fire. Uh, the, the type of energy you're talking about, like I, I noticed um, with training with steel mace, uh, you know, like you just mentioned allergies and I'm actually having my issues with allergies this year too, for like really first time in my life, I'm actually taking yeah. medication. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're in a fog. You could be in a fog just because you're having a rough week. But I remember trying to go, uh, 
let's just say do squats and and you're just you're just not into it you're weak you're tired your head's in a fog and it's just a shitty workout uh nowadays i always warm up with some body weight and some mason clubs and Mm -hmm. hey i might have to go 30 minutes before i start waking up but it's still it gets me fired up at some point where Mm -hmm. if i want to do squats or if i want to go heavy with clubs or whatever Mm -hmm. it it allows you to get into that zone i find it a way to cut through you know uh when you're having a rough day how does that sound for you does it work like that for you it absolutely does work like that for me um there's days when i say i don't want to work out i'm not going to work out i'm not going to do anything so i'll say all right well here's what we do grab your lightest mace put it in your hand put the music on and just now i'm just sitting there spinning around and next thing you know i'm doing little flows and now i'm flowing and now i'm feeling good and i'm awake and like you said it could be 30 minutes but i'm like okay all right, I think I can do a couple of sets. And I'm like, wow, that was incredible because yeah. just, I, I just start and I get into a flow state immediately. And I'm like, okay, it, it, it just it has like a meditative, like almost like, it's like a sedative almost. It's like the calm, like the fog will go away, the pressure will go away. And just even just the hearing of the steel, just shh, shh, shh. And the breathing with it, I'm like, okay, I can do some pull-ups. Okay, I can do some push-ups. I can do something. As long as I just go, sometimes I'll just go in that room and I'll just find something and pick it up and just have it in my hand and play with it. That'll get me started. Like even right now, I just have this, just something and to get me that? started. That's grips. Oh, okay. So you're always so working always, on your grip strength. Yeah, I'm constantly having something in my hand to do. It's also um nerves. Right. <laughs> <I'm> nervous. <laughs> so I always have something to distract me. Okay. And a lot of people who follow you, they're all quite aware of your workout room that if you're watching on video, everybody, if you're, you're missing mm-hmm. it, if you're on uh, audio, but Billy has a workout room with basically disco lights going. Yeah. And yeah. I think everybody <laughs> wants to come over and work out with you because it, it's fascinating. <laughs> you got the, the lights going and everything and uh, it looks fun. Yeah, no, it, yeah, I try to make it very... Um real like psychedelic experiment you know experience in here especially when i'm in there and i'm toting on a little grass or whatever and i go in there and it's like oh man people yeah they'll see my videos and like oh you have a home gym i'm like believe me i was out of necessity i had to get this thing here um yeah i had to you got outside too yeah yeah i have the outside gym yeah and and after that i can't it's hard to go back to working and you know working out with people anymore now (laughs) difficult now i'm like i'm are you coaching anybody uh, no, you know what? I was just thinking about that a few months ago. I was like, I kind of, I don't know if I kind of really want to coach people too much anymore. I think I'm more into uh, wanting to um, learn and gain all of these skills. Every day I find a new skill that I know I can do. Now I'm actually going to start twirling the fans like the um, the fan girls do in India or whatever it is. You know, those really yeah. good fans. I, I'm like, I think I can do that, so... Would you have to wear a fancy dress when you do that? I'm probably going to still be me wearing, you know, combat boots and things. I'm, you know, I'm always going to be me. It's hard for me to get out of me. It took so long for me to feel comfortable with me that I'm just like, you know what? This is it. This is where I'm I'm always going to be me. Good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, It's very hard for me to put on a dress. (laughs) Okay. Near impossible. (laughs) All right. All right. So now, uh, can you share with the audience exactly what, um, how you, how you train with the mace and clubs? Like, and can you also tell us what your diet is? Um, yeah. 
So if somebody wants to like kind of follow in your footsteps, like, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, I want to get, I want to build up some muscle and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, get leaner and things like that. Can you share some of that? If you don't yeah, have secrets, of course, I don't want you. No, to- I absolutely don't have secrets. In fact, I got all of my shit from you guys there. So every, some, some of the stuff you do was in here. You know what I'm saying? I, I, all- I put on my Sunday's nation hat when I live heavy. I always put yes. that on when I live really heavy. Right, right. If you wear a Steel Mace Nation hat while doing deadlifts, you could add 50 pounds to your deadlift. It is. That, now, that is that is scientifically proven. I, I actually have seen that written down somewhere, so I can attest to that. If you yeah, I wrote it down. Hat, I, I yeah, wrote yeah. it down on a notepad somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> wrote it on a rock and flung it into the air. There we go. It's out there. Um, So I have different types of workouts that I do and I keep them in a little book. I have everything written down. I have like a flow book. I have a journal where I write notes and stuff like that. Notes to myself. Then I have a workout book. So I have different types of workouts. Like today is skills and drills. So um, what I do is I'll pick a few skills that I know I need to work on, like a few transitions that I know I want to do or something I saw in class. And I rep those out. So like maybe I'll rip that out five times. So like the crocodile roll was something new I learned from Animal Flow. So part of my skills was just rep that out a couple of times and I mix it with um, whatever the day's flavor is. So if this chess, for example, it's chess day. So I do. I know I need to do my crocodile rolls. So after I do those crocodile rolls, I'll throw on some push-ups. You know, and then I'll do my um, drill. I had to drill the front step through. So I drilled the front step through five times for one minute each. And then I did some dips on my... Um, uh, Liebert equalizer bars, a little mention for that company, the Frank Madrano ones, the silver ones, really cool. I love those. So I do those. And, you know, so if it's chest, you know, I just go into chest and then I have a lot of um, mace work I do with the chest. So I drilled the front sweep, which is a new animal flow thing. So I was drilling that, did that for five minutes. And then I did uppercuts with the mace. Whenever I do uppercut, that's um, a chest movement. So I did uppercuts. And I'll actually write down the uh, tempo, the name of the mace I use. So it's not about going in there and just, oh, I'm going to today. It's very focused. I have down to the minute. That way you see better results if it's more precise. You know, just, oh, go do chest work. No, what am I going to do? How many minutes with what, with what, with what? And then the next part, so that's the first part, the drill, the skills and drills. And then uh, the next part with the still mace flow. So I warm up. My warm up actually says flow state. So that means take a, you know, a few puffs of legal marijuana and put on some music, go in my little disco room and put on a song, get into flow state for five minutes. So that's flow state, that's warm up. And then now I'm um, repping out the war dance because I'm going for my level two. So I'm doing war dance one, war dance two, war dance one over and over. And then going into my personal work that my coach Jeffrey, who is the best coach in the world, has been giving me some- Jeffrey Oaks. Yes, that is my guy. He has changed my entire life. Yep, and he's uh, been a contributor on the podcast here as well, so people can look him up and see what he's got to say. Yes, he is fantastic. You guys must go listen to him, follow him. So yeah, so that's pretty much how I'll I'll, I'll schedule a flow. And then um, any other skills I need, like maybe nunchucks, I'll spend 10 minutes just trying to do this new thing with a nunchuck. That's any type of skill workout. Then I'll have what I'll call a five by five. So five blocks of five exercises done five times, five minutes, you know, you know, you know, things like that. And then it'll be for back. So we add back exercises. So mace arrow. I might create a little mini flow in my head that I know have an arrow in it and rep that out. And sometimes my mini flows, I'll just create them on the spot, you know. And yeah, so that's how I do my workouts. It's, It's just very, you know, strategic. 
you know, I always hit every body part, make sure I hit everything. And if there's any movement I need to work on, I'll add that and just rep it out a million times. My diet is I prepare all my food. I hardly eat out and I'm allergic to most of the bad things anyway. So I can't have any of the desserts. Like I'm allergic to all dairy foods, so I can't have any desserts or anything like that. So it's no temptation there. I eat a lot of meat, so steak and eggs all the time. Like right now I'm going to do my meal prep for the week. I'm making chili for my lunch. I'm going to make salmon, grilled salmon and rice for my second. I have second breakfast. I have all these different types. I have like, like the, um, the hobbits. I have breakfast, second breakfast, 11 Z's. <laughs> Cause I have to eat seven times a day. So I have my meals printed out seven times. Uh, what I'm going to eat even down to the snack and I make menu, buy the groceries, prepare the meals. And people laugh at me because I walk around with this giant suitcase full of all these meals and I've got like my salad dressing and forks and shit, but they don't laugh when they see my body and stuff like that. And when they see what I can do. Right. Yeah. And that's, um, that's the thing. That's why I asked what your diet was because I, of course steel mace is helping you, but diet is key, right? Absolutely. Because for the first time in my life, I have a six pack and I got that accident. Like all of these muscles I got, I'd never aimed for this. They just happened. Like even Leo Savage was like, yo, you're getting kind of ripped. And I was like, I know. I was like, I can't believe this. I have cuts now. So I have this six pack and, um, I guess I used to have sour grapes about it. Like, oh, well, a six pack is not that important until I got one. I'm like, oh my God, I have to maintain this. So I make sure I don't eat a lot of fattening foods. I have, um, like right now I have, I'm going to work out. I have um, a protein cookie, an apple, and I've got a couple of Gatorades. When I finish this, I'm going to just go kill it. You know, um, Jeffrey had class last night. I wasn't able to attend. I always watch the recording. So I do that as a warm up. like that 60 minute class is my warm up, And then I'm going to go into my uh, workout for today. Oh, okay. So you you do a 60-minute uh, – follow Jeffrey for 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you go and train. Yeah, you're, then I'll – What you're yeah. describing here out of your notepad. And Absolutely, how long, yeah. how long is that? Well, is that, that one – so if I, do a Je- if I do a Jeffrey class, usually the workout will stem from whatever's in class. So after um, I finish class, whatever the flow is, I'll say, okay, let me go to write the workout. That movement he did, the XYZ move. Okay, so we're going to rep the XYZ move, da 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 And it'll usually won't be as long because he'll really kill us in class. But I'll always rep out, rep out, rep out, and then try to record the flow and send it to him so he can see that I am doing the homework. Since I'm never in class, I wonder if he's like, is this, is this bitch even doing the work? But I am doing it, so I always send him the homework so he can see that I am doing it and that I listen to the words he says because I'll talk back and say, oh, that thing you said about learning how to say no, that really touched me and because blah, blah, blah. And I'll write a little, you know, poem or something about it. I write a lot. I write a lot of poetry and Okay. So like you're that. doing creative stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like when I write a flow, there's usually a meaning behind it and um a reason why I've done it. Like I did that flow for you in front of the fire department. Yeah. You know, right. that was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, when I saw it, I saw I thought of you. Instead of just taking a picture, I said, let me do a little movement in front of it. So mm-hmm. you know, we combine his some of his favorite things, fire department and mace. And so uh, on that, uh, you know, I was at work that day and you tagged me and I, I came running in. I said, look, guys, yeah, she's doing a flow in front of the firehouse where she's at. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's for me. And they're like, yeah. what? What is it? Yeah, that, that, that's believe. how I give people gifts. Like I'll flow for them. My friends and you know, feeling bad. I'll send them a flow with their favorite song or something. You know, I find that's like a, 
a very personal gift that I can give to someone is like write them a flow and write the reason why and perform it for them. I, I just love being able to give that to people. And people's responses are usually like, oh my God, you you made this for me. I don't even know what it is, but this is cool, you know? So I, I, I enjoy that. I don't that. know what you're doing, but it's Yeah, it's I nice. like it. It's, it's finally a talent that I feel like I have. I never really could put a finger on what talent I had, but now I feel like I know something I can do now. I'm very happy that I have something I'm very skilled at. Isn't it funny, like, would you ever have, um, like, ripped out a, your heaviest max deadlift for somebody? No. I've that never, I've never really, and I've never right? wanted to, um, like, deadlift to music, you know, put on a really nice outfit and deadlift. You know, it's never really been, it's usually been, you know, do that one lift and you go sit down for four minutes, and then you get up and go do the lift. Now it's like, I want to put a nice, you know, little outfit and, you know, the music and stuff. It's like yeah. a little seductive dance, you know, like. It's really, it, I don't know. I, get, I have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> it's I, I know. I, I know. That's yeah. why I wanted you on because you yeah. do. You, you show it. I mean, you just <laughs> thoroughly enjoy it. Your enthusiasm when we met at the Rick Brown seminar, yeah. you, you were just like pumped. And it was so cool. Like everybody just meeting each other. And yeah, uh, what, what a weird like world we live in because like <laughs> I, I don't even know how I know people anymore. Like sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, I know you from Instagram. They're like, no, no, we hung out together already. Yeah, like, I don't even remember <laughs> who I spent real time with, or um, it's just yeah. Because when know. I met you, I thought you were exit comfort zone, bald head guy, and I just saw. I was like, oh my god, I know you, and you were like, I know you. I was like, oh my god, you know me? Like, How do you know me? I'm no one. I know you. But then I remember, and then it was like, no, he's a different guy. And I looked, and I said, oh, I do follow him. I was like, oh, I know who you are. I hope I didn't scare you when we met. I know I'm a little intense. <laughs> like, oh, he's not afraid yeah. of me, but. Yeah, that that's hilarious that you thought yeah. I was I was him. That's yeah, so, two big buff guys, and I was like, oh my god, you know, it's yeah. it like meeting celebrities. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You feel like you're <laughs> like, dude, I've been watching you do Mace for two and a half years, and now I'm meeting mm -hmm. you. It's like, can I have your autograph yeah. or something? I know that's what it feels like. Like when I met Leo, I was like starstruck. I was just like, <sighs> yeah. You know, when he was flowing, I was like, can you please use my Mace? So I have a video of him using my Mace, and I was just like all emotional, and I'm just like. People don't really understand, like, this is, like, uh, antidepressant for me. You know, I have a serious, serious struggle with depression. And I'm like, some days I've just realized, oh, I forgot to cry. I forgot to cry yesterday. Oh, I had the mace all day, and I forgot to sit in the corner and cry. That's so amazing, you know. And I'm like, I didn't think that would ever happen, especially being off all of those, the medicine that they gave me, you know, it was really making me crazy. And now I'm like, wow. So you don't is... take any, any of the medicine anymore? I weaned myself off. It took me one year. But I, after um, I missed a dosage, we had a snowstorm, so I couldn't get to Walgreens to get my dosage. For one day, I was a complete heroin addict in my home to where my parents were going to call an ambulance to have me taken out. I was so out of control. One day off of my anti, my anti-psychotic medicine turned me into a psycho. So after that, I was like a snowstorm, you know, and I, I scared my family so much that they were going to call an ambulance and have me taken, removed from my home for my own and my family's safety. So... I got my last prescription. It was 90 pills. I said, all right, goodbye. She's like, I'll see you next month. I said, oh, no, you won't. And I took that last bottle of pills and weaned myself off for a year. I would take little teeny pieces of it to start getting myself used to it. And then every other week, then every other, you know, two weeks, I would take a little piece. And I took the last little piece of the last one. And a couple of weeks later, I just was like, that's it. That's it. That's it. I took that last bottle and I threw it out and just like literally had to wean myself off. Like I felt like a heroin addict. It was yeah. horrible. It was like a and long, slow goodbye. At that time. Yeah. 
the depression was incredible. And and then, you know, when, once I started feeling back to normal, then the shutdown happened and I didn't have my one outlet, which was the gym. And then I found the mace and I never wanted anything else. I never wanted the pills back. I never wanted the gym back. I just had the mace and I was happy with that. Amazing. So, what, a, yeah. what a crazy life, right? How things happen. Right? I know. So they, I've heard of people weaning themselves off like little bit by little bit, but I always mm -hmm. questioned um, was it still a struggle for you? Like, were there days where you would take that smaller amount and you had to like mm -hmm. fight? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. was it like that often or was it? It was like that, especially in the beginning, because I was used to, every time I told them I was feeling bad, they would just up the dose a little bit more, you know? So I'm up to this huge dosage now, 500 milligrams. So I'm just taking it. And I, you know, like, I felt like a really, like a drug addict. I'm crushing it up a little bit. I take a little bit of it. And then like, maybe an hour later, I'm like, no, that wasn't enough. But I'm like, you have to, you have to, you have to. So it was a lot of crying. It was a lot of like, like just uh, like just self-hatred. Like I watched The Office a lot. That's why I have Michael Scott. I watched The Office a lot. That was um, my outlet. You know, I would start crying. I would just watch The Office over and over season one through season nine, I watched back and forth, back and forth for like two straight years. I did that, you know, um, and taking this little bit of medicine. And then when I was without it, I was really sad to, it was, it was a struggle. It affected my appetite. So I didn't eat. And then I started to lose weight. And then I started feeling about, bad about that as a power lifter. Now I'm getting smaller and smaller and oh my God, what's happening. I'm losing my boobs. I'm losing my hips. And now I'm just unhappy. It was, it was a, a nightmare with a capital night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And was it like that for the whole year? For mo most of it. It was like that for a long time to through it and after it. It wasn't until maybe I would say around 2000. That was I started that in 2015. So between 15 and 17, those are the dark ages, I call those. Okay. 2015 to 17, the, the absolute dark ages. And then the dawn of light was like 2017, 18, when I started realizing, okay, I don't really need the medicine anymore, but now my life is in shambles, you know, and I'm just dealing with all of the aftermath, you know. So that's like a, a year of processing what I just went through. And, you know, realizing, hey, I, on, through all of that, I'm still single. I'm like, wait, wait a minute now. It's been three years now. So it's like, it's stuff started piling up on me that, I, you know, all the things I didn't deal with throughout those two years are now here in my face. And I'm like, they're still here. All my problems are still right here. And now I'm completely sober and I have to deal with them. So now I can see them. I have nothing to run away from. I have nothing but the problems right in front of me. I'm like, okay. But that's, that's the, that was the problem all along, right? The, the drugs were keeping you from facing your problems weren't they yeah the drugs was whenever i had a problem i take those drugs and they would just disappear oh the problem's gone i couldn't see it it was up here but then it's like you i'm back <laughs> you know, i'm like oh no you're not medicine but now i have no medicine so now it's like here all the time i'm like oh, okay yeah. so now i'm slowly starting to try to break down these walls and deal with these little things that i let build up year after year and and just try to figure out who i am like, you know, I'm 40 at the time now, I'm 43 at that time, 42, 43. I'm like, I don't even know who I am, what I like, what kind of music do I like? What do I like? What what, what things do I like to do? And well, you know, I still like lifting. Okay, so all I have in life is the gym. Okay, well, I guess this is my life. So I'm in the gym every day. And I'm like, okay, I can adapt. I can just live as that gym person. And then the gym shut down. I said, well, well you know what? God damn it. You know, I'm like, you know what, life? If this is what you're going to do, just fucking kill me already. You know, I'm just like, and, you know, my mom, she gave me a bag of Tylenol PMs, the sleepy kind. I said, a little Ziploc bag. Because I was like, I'm so depressed. I was like, I, I need something. So she just gave me some Tylenol PMs. She's like, just take a nap. You know, okay. 
So I, I said, I, the, the, as fast as I went through that bag of, of Tylenol, I was disgusted with myself. I'm not even going to say how fast I went through that Ziploc bag while watching Better Call Saul on reruns. I said, you know what, that's it. And that's when I just said, I'm going to die. In, I'm going to die in this state. I'm going to die. And I just took my room, just redecorated, threw everything out, took all of that government money that I was getting. I said, I'm going to put that to good use. And I just redid my entire room, my entire life. I changed my hair. You know, when a woman changes her hair, it's over. So I changed my hair. <laughs> I, um, I started thinking about, you know, who am I? Who is Billie Jean? Like, I don't know. I'm not a mom anymore. My son's 18, 19, so I'm not a mommy. I'm not no one's wife. I'm not no one's little girl. My parents are old. Mom is gone, you know. I'm like, who am I? I'm, I'm no one. I'm like, well, what do I like? You know, and then I started, you know, doing, I'm doing the workout, and then I have the mace. So I'm like, okay, well, I like this. I like this mace. How can I incorporate this into my everyday life? And what else do I like? I said, oh, I like having something in my hand like that. I like swords. I like swords. I like that show Game of Thrones. So I said, yeah, so do something with that. And I said, well, yeah. You know, so then that's how I just started becoming the Black Dread, becoming this person I am. And I'm like, I like Star Wars. I like Star Wars. I'm like, so you know what? Fucking buy Star Wars toys. You know what I'm saying? Put Star Wars in my, make, make yourself happy. You know, and I was like, yeah. If I have to revert back to childhood for some things, then okay, you know, this makes me feel happy. This is not antidepressants. This is not pills. This is not crack. This is not random men meeting in the bathroom and having dirty encounters. This is something that I can put my energy behind. It makes me happy. And this inspires me to, you know, do things and meet people. I went to Comic-Con, met all these great people and had all these wonderful experiences. I'm going to meet Ewan McGregor this year, you know? So I'm just like, wow, you know, I actually created something for myself out of like in, in the pits of my life spark of light came out and it all started with literally the fucking mace literally with the mace led me to wanting to do more sword play to wanting to learn ninjutsu finally my dad told that i couldn't do it when i was little well, fuck you now i'm old i'm doing it anyway and i'm not gonna have an asthma attack I'm learning how to work with a sword um you know pocket knives i love working with stuff like this you know i'm like i i finally figured out who i am personal likes weapons apparently yeah, right. Exactly. Well, uh, it sounds like the warrior mentality or something like that. Yeah, where you are where are you learning how to? Are you learning how to use a sword by a, a person who teaches you this? Or well, most of my sword play comes out of through Jeffrey because the things he does with a mace and he yeah. does a lot of jujitsu. Um, jiu so a lot of things he teaches us um, locks and holds that he'll incorporate into our classwork. I'm learning from him. So like he showed us a lock that you can use in someone's head that we can use to stretch our legs. But I'm like, but I could also use that in someone's head. So I'm like, oh, wow. So a lot of the sword play is um, um, similar to like my sword swings with the mace. I find that I can just use the same thing, but I do want to get some formal sword training because I know it's different, like the same thing with the bow staff. I know it's different movements than, you know, just inside mill, outside mill, et cetera. I'm looking to take the TACFIT club bell certification Mm -hmm. They just had it um, online this weekend. I missed it, so I'm gonna try to catch one. I want to do a club bell certification. Yeah, they got a good program. Uh, they, they do. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of outfits out there now that are doing it, but um, mm -hmm. they're one of the the top ones. And then Mace Fit has one. Yeah. Um, so it's just good to take take it, even if some of the stuff is similar. Uh, yeah. You just you just pick up on, you know, how every coach has a different way of approaching stuff right exactly 
And that's so, why I was so disappointed to see the, uh, the the beef going on, the West Coast, East Coast beef between like the Steel Mace faction. We had the Mace Bell people and the Mace Man and the Steel Mace Flow. There was this one big post that they made a few months ago when everyone's arguing, well, this style is better. Well, he created this one. Well, this one's the imitation. I'm just like, the Rodney King, can we all just get along? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I take, I've taken Mr. Mace Man. I've taken some Viking Ninja. I've taken Steel Mace. I'm like, and I'm going to take the other one. I don't care if he thinks I'm cheating on him or whatever. I'm going to take the other ones. If you create one, I'm going to take yours. You know, I'm, I want to take and learn from everyone, you know, because everyone has something to offer. And there's room for everyone. It's, you know, there's, there's room for all of us in here. Everyone has something that they can offer to the group, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I don't think anyone created the Mace. It was a thousand, ten thousand years old. So, you can't take credit for that, you right? Know? Yeah, and and I mean, <laughs> there's there's all there's like it comes down to even like a move where it's mm -hmm. like, oh well, I created that move, and it's like, well, I didn't learn it from you. I yeah. I learned it from this guy over here, or I thought of it myself, literally. Yeah, you know, like, okay. shit, I, did. I thought of it. I said, oh, this looks like something. I'll say, oh, the that's called the splash water. Oh well, shit, I just made it up myself. Right. Right. You know? Exactly. Because it's a natural, intuitive thing that exactly. you do when you swing. There's only exactly. so many, right? It, 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 it's only going to go in certain directions and momentum yeah. is moving and everything. Um, so it's, it's, you're going to come up with stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, and your body will tell you something you. that feels good. Your body will let you know, like, oh, that's something that feels good. And you'll say, oh, no, don't do that. It doesn't feel right. You'll, you'll know, you know. Right. That's why I see there are some people online who I see. You can tell that they just watch and copy what they see. They haven't gotten formal training because you can see some of the nuances aren't there. But I'll say, oh, where did you learn? He's, oh, I've just been watching, you know, videos and copying. Oh, I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. Right. You can tell. Like some of it's natural. You know, you just I'm like, you just need a little fine tuning. But it's in, it's instinct. If you know, if you know your body, know what your body is capable of and how to move it, you can figure some of this shit out. Yeah. You know? So now you uh, do you swing heavy? Yes. Yes. My goal is to swing a 1,000 pound mace. <laughs> well, I, think, I think you're not far from that. <laughs> no. Um, the heaviest I did was my 8X video a few weeks ago, um, my 25 pounds. I did 20, 25 pounds, 20 swings. And I'm still, I still can't even believe it. My, my face hurts from smiling. I still can't even believe I did that. Because I have a 30 pound mace that I bought just for inspiration. I bought it two years ago. And it, it took me so long to give it upstairs because it was so heavy. So I had to take it upstairs and stop in the middle of steps. I'm like, I'm never going to swing this thing. I put it and leaned it there and sit. Boom. I said, that is for me to look at every day because I'm coming for it. And now, and back then I couldn't even swing my 15 pound mace. And now I'm like, I'm one mace away from the 30. I can't even believe it. So I'm just like, oh my God. So I'm once a week. I don't swing heavy often. And if I am going to add some heavy into my move, it's, Small reps, a rep, uh, a rep, a set would be 30 seconds or 45, a minute or so. Yeah. You know, I don't, or I'll just actually just do straight out 20 reps or so. I don't want to go too heavy, too long, too fast, because I do follow a lot of you really big warrior types and I get influenced by that. So I'm like, oh, I can do what he's doing. And I'm, so okay, wait, let me remember, I'm not as strong or as, you know, advanced as this person is. Let me just bring it back down to earth here. And, you know, because I, I do want to be like the guys. Uh, I do have a tendency to want to do what I see the guys do more than what I see the women do. That's something I guess I'll talk with my therapist about one day. But, you know, I do I do want to imitate the men more, more, more often than not. So 
when I see you guys doing something, I'm like, okay, I want to do it. I want to do it that weight too. You know, yeah. that's what inspired me to get that big hammer, you know, that I got. Uh, and and when you uh, started, when you started swinging the addicts, did you start at the lightest and then work your way up to the 25? And, and how did you do that? Yeah, I am. Um, oh, I had to apologize to Don too, because I was like, I talked so much shit about this addicts mace until I actually got it. And I said, oh my God. Oh, I need this. Um, what I started... shit did you talk? <laughs> First of all, I said it looks weird. I didn't like it. Um, my friend showed it to me, and the handle was thin. I said, "Oh, it's the handle's too thin. I don't like the the pommel at the end. It's long." I'm like, "I don't want an adjustable mace. I have my separate maces there. I don't need just one." And and you're gonna get so strong with it. I don't see how it's just a regular mace, whatever you know. And then he's got the arc. It's a middle sized one. What good is that? It's not even long. It's not short like a club. It's mid. What good is that? And it's just a <laughs> ripoff. It's not expensive it is. It's a ripoff. You know. So I went to my friend's gym. He's got a thousand Adexes there. And he's using He's like, you know, just use it. And this is now I'm further into my mace training. So I do understand when the handle is thinner, the weight is more at in the globe means for uh, a heavier feeling swing. It's, you know, it's going to be a little heavier globe longer, further away from the body. So that's more of a core that you have to use. So I do understand the, the mechanics of it now. So I have a 15 pound mace. So the guy at, at the gym, he puts the, the ADEX, he sets it to 15 pounds and he, you know, swing it. So I'm swinging it and I'm like, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's so long away from the body. And I'm understanding now the pommel will stop my hand from sliding off if it's, you know, so that's there for safety. I'm like, oh, so that's a good idea. And I'm like, oh, what was that? Like 20 pounds? He's like 15. I'm like, you're fucking lying to me. Because that shit felt way heavier. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So he shows he's like, no, it's 15 pounds. Like, oh, my God. So he's like, you know, I know the owner of the company. I can put you in touch with him. I'm like, yeah, I know him too. And I'm embarrassed to talk to him now. He's probably like, this is the bitch who's been talking shit about my mace. And I'm like... Yeah, so, so yeah, I kind of want one. He's very nice, and he gave me a really good deal and gave sent me the 8X, and I've been in love with that thing ever since. Not the club, though, for some reason. I have the arc and the mace. I don't yeah. have the club. So what do you think of the arc? Mm, I love it so much. It's something I didn't know I needed until I got it. And someone described it like how you have your iPhone and you have your laptop. But in between, there's that, yes. that tablet. And that's that sweet spot because right. sometimes you can't look at something on your phone and sometimes you don't have your big laptop, but right. that little tablet thing there. And I said, that is exactly what that arc is. I didn't so, know I needed a shorter one until I actually got it and realized what I could do with it. Yeah. Uh, what I noticed about it was it's punchy. It's quick. It's punchy. Mm -hmm. so you do like 10 and twos mm -hmm. with it, load it up with a lot yes. of weight and it's mm -hmm. just, it moves quicker. And uh, mm -hmm. I brought I brought the addicts uh, arc over to your buddy's house, uh, Andrew Emsley, Sleepy Monkey Man. Oh, Monkey Monkey, yeah. Just saw him like two weeks ago, and we were working out outside in, in the backyard where we were all hanging out on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and he was swinging that thing fierce. I think he mm. had about 25 or 30 pounds on it, and he was just going off on it for about 15 yeah. minutes. And I was just talking. I wasn't paying attention to what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it came time for me to go. So we started loading up everything in my truck. And he goes, whoa, dude. He goes, that arc <laughs> really did something to my to my abs. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh. I was like, dude, by the way, when you were swinging it, 
I could see all your abs like just mm-hmm. working there. And, just like, up. and this was like 15 minutes after he swung and he felt it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was doing it right. He was swinging it right. Um, and there you go. Yeah, that's how um, I felt when I first started swinging that arc. I'm like, okay, this is a whole different. This is not the mace. This is not a club. This is something in between. And, yeah, it, it really lit up my whole – like, it's fast. It came back so fast. I was like, oh, my God. You know, so I, I like to use that one when I'm practicing my single arm. My goal this year is the single arm 15. So I've been using that 8X, that arc, to get my single arm strength. And he gave me the – um. You know how you have the um the little attachments that come in one point uh two and a half. He gave me one point two fives. Yeah. So he gave yeah. me the little ones also, so I can go up little weights. Right. So um safely. Yeah. So those one and a quarter pound plates Easy. are going to let you just yes. inch your way up, gain your confidence. Yeah. I mean, because a five pound jump gets to be a lot, right? It's huge. Yeah. It's like when you're lifting, why you have your two point five plates, and that is one of the reasons why I have so many maces. Well, that's one of the reasons. I know I'm addicted, but that's why I have so many because I have a ten pound, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, eight, seventeen. You know, I can't just go up five pounds because that's how I injured my elbow, going from five to ten to fifteen to twenty. So I go from fifteen to twenty, and I'm like, that was too big of a jump. Yeah. You know this. There's some them, some steps in between there I needed to go through. So I see that now. That's why I'm like, okay, that ADEX is really coming in handy. Yeah. Because before I even attempted to swing my 25-pound mace, I eased myself up with the ADEX until I felt comfortable. And I know that ADEX 25 feels much heavier than my standard mace bell at 25. So I'm like, okay, good. That I have this here, I know I have it there. So I'm more confident when I go to swing that, you know? Yeah, there's a um, weightlifting doc. You, I'm sure you know who that is. Yes, I knew him. Mm-hmm. Tony Lamana, Dr. Tony Lamana. He yeah. uh, does all the calculations. Uh, he's, a, you know, I, I mean, he, he has added so much value to this community because mm-hmm. he'll take like, um, you know, a, a lighter mace that's longer mm-hmm. and he'll do the math on it co- mm-hmm. versus a shorter mace that's heavier and he'll determined through those calculations that the longer base even though it's lighter it's long enough that it's adding more torque exactly it's the physics and yes. that's the stuff that i actually bought myself that book physics for dummies when i started weightlifting because i'm like i want to understand torque and rotation and force so i started you know physics was very hard for me so i got the dummy book like okay is written for children you know and I, I understand that. I'm like, that's why when I was, as soon as I swung that 8X in my head, I said, up, oh, up, oh, up, oh, physics, that thing is so much longer. That's, I said, oh, okay, I understand what this is now. Yeah. I totally get it. I couldn't put it too much into words, but I'm like, physics, it's, it's what you said in <laughs> torque, that word, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you talk to, to Tony about it, you know, he's, it's all about torque. Everything's torque. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that's why I, I accidentally got the six pack. Yes, right, right, exactly, and and this yeah. is what I people got to understand. I mean, like, yeah, crunches are great, all that stuff yeah. is great. You got to do, you got to do the diet, right? You know, you can't mm-hmm. eat cheeseburgers, expect, but <laughs> but you want to get a strong ass core because right. if you have a strong ass core, then you're able to to use it more efficiently, and it's just you're gonna your physique is just gonna change around that. This yeah. every friggin' fad that's ever come along. And I'm not saying this is a fad, this opposite, yeah. right? It's proven yeah. itself. But mm-hmm. all the fads that have coming along, they're always they're always trying to hammer away, oh, get, hit your core, hit your core. So mm-hmm. that's the kernel of truth. They that's use, right. 
that as the truth, and then they springboard off that to get you to buy the gizmo gadget. Do you remember Shake Weight? <laughs> no, I got to get one of those. They're very expensive now. <laughs> I actually, I, I had to get it. So I got it. I just felt, especially after South Park made that episode, I was like, I can't use this anymore. I'm like, I laugh too much. I'm like, I can't, I can't take this seriously anymore. Right. And Where is it? Do you have it? Where? I don't even have it anymore. I wish uh. I still had it. I really wish I, I have the thigh master from um, uh, Suzanne Summers, the thigh master and the butt master. I, just, I have some of the, the things. I don't know how much the shake weight originally went for. It's probably like 19.99 or something. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm telling you, I saw people selling it for $225 because it's they, they don't make it, it anymore. Yeah, people just okay. want it out of the novelty of it, right? And I mean, like, you know, if you own one of those things, you should try to sell it on eBay because somebody yeah. would probably snatch it up. So they have um, a different version. I have like the no frills version of it, 30 bucks on Amazon, shaking weight, shaking weight. So it's the shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. They have a long one. <laughs> That's like. The, the, Wait, I couldn't see it. Hold it up. <laughs> Wait, let me put you. Oh, no. It looks like a mace. It looks like a maze. That's what I'm like, what the hell? And it wow. shakes. Now I'm interested in that. I got to see what that is. It's, it's hilarious. That's that's crazy. I mean, there is – it's not as bizarre as you think. I mean, you do have to no, – you can, I, That's what I said. I get the idea. Right. I get it. Yes. Yeah. In but theory, nobody, yeah, I get it. <laughs> you're not going to – like, people are trying to buy it because it looks like a shortcut. It looks easy. Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. just shake a weight. But they're not – like, if you – look, if you have a 10-pound mace – Mm -hmm. And you never used the mace. You never saw anybody use one before. And you said, here, uh, work out with this 10-pound mace. And nobody know, And the people don't know how to move properly. Are they going to get a good workout with it? No. No. They got to know, what is what is what do they teach you in Steel Mace Flow? Put yeah. tension into it. And, exactly. Right? And now you're, like, making lightweight heavy. Mm -hmm. Ask, ask – Coach somebody and try to tell them, no, no, really squeeze it. Like pretend mm -hmm. you're pushing it through cement. That's what I tell people. Try to bend it in half. You're right. Break it in half. Try to right. wring it out. And, and the then move ball. it. Yeah. Yep. Right? And so then move it, it while you're doing it. They can't yeah. do it. It's, it's so freaking hard. It's almost harder than doing powerlifting, right? It is, it is. Especially when you're doing the movements at the same time. So, like, you're yeah. shooting your arrow and you're pulling it back. Like, when you're shooting your arrow, so you want to gauge your back, try to pull the globe off. Try right. to pop it like a champagne bottle. And now I'll do another arrow. Oh, I left, I loosened my grip. I'm like, yeah, you got to keep it. Keep it. You got to keep it the whole time right. and smoothing it. Grip it. Rip, give it right back. And then my use your thought. legs while you're doing it. Yeah, also in and your legs, your glutes. Your core, and your breathing. Yeah, squeezing your glutes. And spread the floor with your feet. Exactly. Yep. Rip the floor apart. It's, it's everything. All that counter right. rotation. You, your whole body is engaged. And I hand you this little five pound weight. What am I going to do with that? And a right. few minutes later, they're like, okay, take this shit back. It's too heavy. I can't do it anymore. I'm like, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because they see me doing it. So if I hand it to someone, the first thing they do is try to do a 360. I'm like, please don't try to do what you see me do. Yeah. When I hand it, I always tell before I hand this to you, I'll tell you the first two words I learned, respect and awareness. Please respect this heavy fucking bludgeoning weapon of death I'm handing you. Respect this like it's a gun. This could hurt you and kill you. And be aware of this thing around you and things around you. You have to be aware. Don't start swinging it. There's a little kid, you know, as I always tell people, respect this thing I'm handing you as a weapon and be aware and do not copy me. And then I hand it to them. And the first thing I do, whoa! I'm <laughs> like, you know what? It's like you hand someone a gun and the first thing they just point at themselves. It's like, 
you guys are morons, <laughs> you know. But I understand because they say I make it look so easy. It looks so effortless. Right. It just when I when I tell them that it's only ten pounds or five pounds, even my seven pound, like, well, that's light, you know. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll go ahead and try it. So I have someone do the switch march flow, and he he's doing it, and it doesn't look like anything. It's forward march, forward back, squat with the mace, and you're doing a switch curl. And I'm talking to him as he's doing it, and maybe like 15 seconds in, he's like, okay, hold up. And now he's like, stop. I'm like, oh, but I thought this was just a little teeny little maze. I thought this was nothing. Oh, look at you. You're out of breath. You're sweating. And it's 15 seconds. And you're doing forward and lunge and squat. It's like, I haven't even had you lift up over your head or anything, you know? Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> you know? I love yep. that, too. It's, like, it's so humbling, too, when I give it to, like, big buff guys, and they can't do it. And I just like, ha, ha, ha. It's like, see, you need to get off of that, that um, Smith machine and get into the real world, you know, and start using all your planes of motion. Your body wasn't made to sit in the Smith machine and go up and down, you know, right. on a track. And you're right. not even doing a free squat. You're on a Smith machine. I'm like, get out of that thing, you know? Yeah, every tool has its its purpose and everything. Uh, I think one of, the, one of the selling points of Steel Mace to people like that, especially big buff guys, is to co like kind of coach them in terms of like recovery and stuff because mm -hmm. I believe nobody's really admitted this to me, but I I got my my sonar up on people, you know, and I'm like showing them a mace. I think a lot of the, like big, strong, tough guys are intimidated by it mm -hmm. because they see you doing it, and then they're holding it, and they they're picturing swinging, it and they're just like. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I could do this. I think it's yeah. going to hurt me. But they don't want to admit that on the outside. Yeah. So they go, that, that's that, that. I, I, I got that mm -hmm. lift today. Yeah. And then, and then they walk away and you kind of lose a client that way. And yeah. I think, uh, uh, you know, if anybody listening, you know, you're a coach, um, I think that's one of the t sticking points. You know, if you could tell a guy, like a power lifter, like, no, 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 yeah. you're going to do this uh, on your off days to help recover mm -hmm. from all your heavy training. Yes, you're such a strong, heavy lifting guy. You're going to take this little thing here and recover with it. Yeah. That's all it's for. And that's you're it. so and strong. I know you can do it. Right. And just and I bought my brother a mace. Yeah, I got my brother a mace. He lifts weights and everything. I, and, you know, so he's playing with mine. I brought him out. I said, which one do you want? So I bring him out. All of my maces here. Touch him, touch him. 10. I said, this is the one you're going to want. Trust me. 10. I said, because I started with a five. I got the 10. It was so freaking heavy. Now I'm a person who can deadlift 315. That 10 was so heavy for me. I had to go back down to a seven. And I said, sir, you, you know, my brother, I'm like, you're not as strong as me. Even though you work out, I feel like you could do a 10. You don't have to do the five. 10. I want the 15. Macho, macho man. Okay. So I bought the 15 for him. And the, the the excitement and joy I had watching him try to take it out the box and hold it up to Warrior and I mean, it was I was like oh look how heavy that is isn't that heavy don't you wish you got the ten he's like well, he texts me like yeah I think I need the ten yeah you do it's it's gonna humble you it's gonna bring you back down to earth here. there's no ego involved in here trust me yeah. I'm like your little teeny shoulder that doesn't need all that heaviness anyway you know you don't right. need all of that on here this is the and the little mini muscles in there we don't really want to overtax them so i'm telling you, you don't really want to this is not a muscle where you're trying to get as heavy as you possibly can right. you want to stabilize and strengthen this so when you are doing heavy muscles the little baby guys in there can hold on to your joint hold on tight you know that glenn humorial joint that shit is very you know volatile this thing will mess up on you that you know so i'm just telling them like yo you want that thing really secure when you're throwing weight and shit over your head and the mace is going to do it, but you can't learn 
the movement improperly because learning a 360 too heavy and doing it improperly, I'm like, that is where you're going to hurt yourself. Right. Yeah, it's like when anything. You use it and like you said, like like anything. Yeah. If you, you use it start at, so. a, at a at a lighter weight and work your way. Yeah, up. and he, I think he felt a little, you know, like oh, five pounds. I'm not going to be seen holding anything because five pounds. I'm like, all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, so that's just, what we do here on the podcast. This is why we talk about this stuff. So people who are interested and they're curious, they could listen in on stuff like this, and they could mm-hmm. they could hear. Real people who do it, who uh, and, uh, and you, you are unique in your way. But some of these things that you've been saying have been said by other people, which means what? That it's probably true. That's right. And we're so different. Like you and I are like the night and day when it comes to people like black, black girl, white guy here, two different walks of life. Everything no, about us is different. It's 2023 and I identify <laughs> As oh, a yeah. girl. Uh, oh my God, I assumed your gender. Oh my God, I assumed right. you were a girl. Oh my right. God. I'm a black girl. You're oh, a white yeah, okay. guy. I'm a white guy. Yeah. I, I <laughs> totally forgot. My name is Todd, and uh, I'm totally, <laughs> you know, and it's like we are two different people here, and we are able to pick up the same tool and get the same exact benefits out of it. That It's so universal from someone coming from a powerlifting background, a firefighter. I design, I dress mannequins all day. You know, it's like we do two different jobs, and we both benefit from the same type of training. Right. So it's not like, you know, only a golfer can get used to or only someone who plays tennis. Like, no, any type of thing you do, you can benefit from using mace training. No matter what your workout is or what your profession is or what your sport is, it can help. Like you said, either in recovery or adding strength or just, you know, just being fun, being creative. You have that creative energy in you. You want to get it out. You know, this is helping me a lot, you know, with my creativity. You know, I can design beautiful flows and shit. So you can use it no matter what it, what it is you're doing, you know. And, Absolutely. You know, yeah. Billy Jean, tell everybody how they can follow you and check out your beautiful flows and see what you're doing. Yes. You can follow me. I am soulfinger underscore mace on Instagram and on Facebook. I am just Billy Jean, spelled like Billy B I L I E Jean. And um, yeah, that's that's where I that's where I be. You can see all the shenanigans, all of the stuff that Fred and I won't talk about with the the kind public, all the things I do. Uh, that's where I'm at, and that's you know, yeah. You follow the join the madness, become one of my dragon riders. And, nice. um, dragon yeah. riders. All right. Yeah. I have the different levels I have you know, dragon riders, Lord commanders, but, uh, yeah, become one of my dragon riders. I'm always available to help. Even though I still consider myself a newbie in the mace flow, I'm always available for anyone who has any questions or anything. I'm an open book. Well, you're I'm being, here. you're being humble. Uh, people can learn a lot from you. You're I, like I said, <laughs> you, I worked out right next to you. You're, um, you're athletic, you know how to train. So uh, don't, if anybody's listening, you know, don't listen to Billy. She's just being humble. Uh, If you want to get real good advice from somebody, she's probably a good person to go to. Thank you, Billy. I appreciate you coming on and uh, come back for another one in the future. I would love to. This has been so much fun. I've been looking forward to this for so long. I'm so happy. Yeah, it was long overdue. Yes, sir. I'm so happy. I can't wait to come back again. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, everybody, for listening and watching. Make sure you share and uh, check out the show sponsors, and uh, we'll see you at the next one.